rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Can I hear me? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. This is our Saturday evening meetup. We meet every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern right here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. We're also on Verdant Square Radio right now, another great liberal independent podcast and radio station. Oh, there's Tara Jr. Jr. Can you see him? He's sitting in the chair. Look at him. He's cute. And we're also on FYI Nation. So this is unapologetic liberal talk. Welcome to it. We need um, about, I don't know, we need a lot of patrons. That's for sure. If you, if you can, I understand we're on the, we are in the third Republican Great Depression in a hundred years, but if you can't afford it, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, and we will one day, um, hopefully have a daily show at a set time. That's the goal to counteract what, what we're up against, which are the big, big moneyed uh, interests that have always had their their foot, their boot on the neck of um, of democracies. So, uh, yeah, become a patron. Um, what else? Oh, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. You can super chat, and this is you know I hate doing all of this. Believe me, I do. I hate doing all the friggin' commercials. I'd much rather, if I was an independently wealthy person, like, you know, I don't know, if I, if I had the Mercer family backing me, we wouldn't have to put up with this shit, believe me. Uh, my father was a garbage man, though, and my mother was a nun, so this is what you get. All right, we get through that. We Stick Together, We Win is really, um, it's not only the motto of the show, but it's a way of life. All right, um, Hello, how are you? It sucks living in the last days of the American Republic. I was watching um, MSNBC and uh, one of the only liberals that they ever have on there, in my opinion, Anon Girahardes was on. He was a guest, and he I meant I mean he mentioned that um, he mentioned we're all kind of in agreement that Trump is an autocrat. In the in he wants to be an autocrat. He is inspired by autocracies, and he's attempting authoritarian coup. And Anand said something about, uh, but we dodged. We were able to dodge that bullet. I'm I'm paraphrasing. And now is when the work truly begins. And I agree with him up to a point because we didn't really dodge the bullet. We're, we have to take the lessons of history into account here. Now, when the, the history of the, well, the end of the Roman Republic, when they assassinated, when the, I mean, it was really the oligarchs, the aristocracy assassinated Caesar, it was all in the name of preserving the Republic. But in fact, it was the catalyst that um, toppled the that toppled the Republic. 
I'm afraid that it's the same thing. Even though we voted Twitler out of office, you see, he's not going quietly. So we may have legally and peacefully um, assassinated him, so to speak, by removing him from office. He's even far more dangerous now, though. His cult, it's the whole thing. The whole Republican Party is a scam. And I will bring the receipts on that, too. We, we know that. This is, it's not a legitimate party. Twitler, he pulled the covers on that and exposed the the rotten underbelly of everything we always that we've been talking about here for years that the Republican party is a party is not it doesn't have an interest in function in a functioning democracy so power as you can see um as twitler loses power as he exhausts the legal, so-called legal means, the legitimate means to hold on to power, they will, the Trump cult and all of his minions on the inside and his enablers will become even far more desperate. So right now we're in a, we're in a, we're probably in the most precarious place we've ever been as a republic and on the other hand okay we talk about this too all the time about joe biden and the the corporate democrats that are still refusing to see the republicans what they of refusing to see them for what they are they're not um he's not going to be able to work with them except for to fulfill their agenda of of ultimately disempowering the american people do you see where this is going he can only work with them to give them what they want because they will never ever work with him and they will never once they have crossed these lines they're not going back they didn't work this hard in d i mean well it's not just the republicans the corporate interests who run and not just the corporates the big moneyed interests i uh we should come up with a just one term uh, economic royalists as fdr called them because that's what they are they fund these minions who are in our body politic like gremlins working tirelessly to overthrow a, uh, a legally um, a free and fair election. And uh, right now, that's, all, that's what they're doing right now. But they've always been at work throwing sand in the gears of this thing. And that's why we're in this boat. Now, I was thinking today, as I always, well, I think all the time, because uh, uh, what, wh- what part, we all play a part in this. Are we going to hang a portrait of Twitler in the White House? 
Is that what's going to happen? Is there going to be a Twitler library? Are we going to honorifically address him as Mr. President for the rest of his life? This scumbag who is a scam artist, who is a liar, and uses government. I mean, really, nobody works hard and harder than him to keep a job that he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want the responsibilities of office. He just wants all of the accoutrement of office. He wants to be able to fly around on Air Force One. He wants people to play hail to the chief when he walks in the room. He wants to be able to give give out pardons. He loves those powers to give out a pardon, preemptively pardon people. It's like the pre-crime unit. In fact, I heard a story, I read a story, whatever. I was one of the minions who works in the White House. He offered a pardon to, and the person declined saying, I don't need a pardon. I didn't do anything illegal. You can't preemptively pardon somebody. Is this like uh, selling indulgences? Keep that in your pocket for your next crime. You get one free. You get uh, this crime. Oh, I have a card right from the so-called president. Your first crime is free. But this is what we're dealing with. So are we going to keep this up? How, how much longer are we going to keep up the ruse? I don't know. I, that's why I ask people, you know, to support the liberal media. Otherwise, we're done. We are done. Because all over the mainstream corporate media, we, we're being lulled back into, um, I, I don't even know, is it back to sleep? We're being lulled into a sense of security, some of us. Oh, it's like it's going to be okay as soon as Twitler gets in. I mean, as soon as we get rid of him, the as um, remember when Obama said the the fever will break with the Republicans of his day. Did the fever break? We're still in it. There's no fever. This is the, this is them. This is who they are. They've always been this. Oh God, my name is Tara Devlin. Be right back. Hello, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out and supporting the unapologetic liberal media. Otherwise, well, we're done. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. If you're on any other channel, please join us on youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. We also have a Discord page where you can hang out and meet each other and meet all the, t- the Tarabuster community and see pictures and pictures of our pets, which I pr- particularly enjoy. Uh, here's, um, oh, it's, it's, it just never stops though. Okay, here's the Trump cult on being interviewed, again, on the mainstream media. It can go either way. You know, if they still do their fraud, you know, the office is gonna win. But I think the American people are waking up so, they, wait, hold on. No, I, ah, I hit the wrong button. They went to Georgia to interview the Trump cult. 
because we always have to take the temperature of the traders. How are the traders feeling about, about this? Are they ever going to accept the election? Let's check in with the traders. I have a big problem with this whole thing right here. Let's just, let's just watch the segment for a second. Seeing what's going on. So they definitely don't want this country to go socialist and communist. Socialist and communist. I don't think the socialist and communist. Let's. Um. I wonder. Uh. You think he's on social security or Medicare? What do you think? These people make me sick. Of course, the corporate media. What does the corporate media do? It sits there. It props a camera in front of the Trump cult and lets them spread their. Spread their lies. Is this helping? You know what I mean? I know it's easier than actually running a news organization, having to gather news and send out reporters and investigative journalists and put together stories that actually have substance in this 24-hour news cycle where you're just rehashing the same thing again and again and again. And it's a lot... It's entertaining, I suppose, to sit to pop a camera in front of a bunch of morons and let them spread their moronity as if their stupidity holds equal weight with the truth. So he says, we don't want this country. Well, what did he say? If they are able to steal it again, we'll be able to, you know, they're going to win. If they could steal it again, that's when they will win. But we don't want this country going communist and socialist. Why doesn't the corporate media take that as their cue, that they're not doing their job properly? Because the woman who was interviewing these people should have just said, excuse me, sir, um, let me give you a clue. The election wasn't stolen. I'm sorry. You're absolutely effing wrong. And and you're, if you're talking about social, you don't want this country to go socialist and communist. What the F do you mean? Are you saying you don't like your socialist security and your socialist Medicare? What is it? Don't you want? You don't like your socialist roads, your socialist library, your socialist FDIC, your socialist FDA? What do you want that you, what do you, what don't you want about socialism? Or is it that you want all the benefits of civilization, but for you, because you earned it. You just don't want to share with people with darker pigment. And that's what it comes down to. Bottom line, they never push these people because we're supposed to give them respect. You see, this is what it means I suppose to, uh, why can't we all just get along? Can't we all just get along with the morons? Let them be morons. Let them believe their own bullshit. Can't we be nice and respectful? Because this is what they're saying. This, these morons all in a row get up there and now they, they have their stupidity amplified into millions of homes, and nobody challenges it. And all they do is legitimize what what these idiots are saying. They're giving it legitimacy by not presenting it as the stupidity it is, by presenting it as if it's a legitimate opinion. 
It's not a legitimate opinion. As it's as as legitimate if somebody got up there and said the sun rises in the west and sets in the east. Somebody would stop them, wouldn't they? And say you got it wrong. It's the other way around. You're the as usual. It's the exact opposite. Why? Really? Am, is this? This is why. Is this why we're gonna? We're going to uh, make a mockery of every person that ever fought, bled, and died for this country. All of their sacrifices. So morons can get a hold of government and keep their fingers around its neck despite receiving fewer votes again and again and again. Well, get that. That's not this country. Get out then. Get out. Get the F out. Really, that's not what this is supposed to be. Oh, we'll just keep going with these idiots. But I'm, I'm, I, when I watch this shit, I'm flabbergasted. Because th- this is what, why? I can't even talk. Why we're in the boat we're in. Or the military. We'll go for it. We're not going to stay at home. Wait, let me, get- let me rewind this a little. But I think the American people are waking up. Oh, yeah, we sure are, bitch. So they definitely don't want this country to go socialist and communist. I don't think the people or the military will go for it. We're not going to stay at home. We're going to get out there. We're going to fight for our Second Amendment rights and all the others. We're going to fight for our Second Amendment rights. Imagine being her her relative. This is what I think when I see a a Trump and Z that has darker pigment. I'm like, could you imagine what... What's it's like to live with that person? With Trump on your mask. Trump 2020. Man. It takes, it really does take a village of idiots to destroy a perfectly promising democratic republic. Is that we need to be thankful? No, I think it was rigged. I think it was set up. I think it was... Uh, See, you hear they cut the they cut that guy's... Uh, they cut the question. The person probably said, do you think the election was, was uh, fair? No, I think it was rigged. Well, why don't you say, well, you think it was rigged. That don't make it true, you know, because your feelings aren't facts. So... Here's the fact, buddy. Twitler got trounced. The human race, the normal human beings who were sick of him in in the year 1996 and going on, since he unfortunately had to inflict himself on our humanity... There's not one person on this earth, I really, I really believe, then uh, as far as the, who is the waste, who is the biggest waste and loser, wh- who, uh, what group of f- so-called human beings have done more harm? It's the, tr- it's the Trumps, that entire con family, that crime family. All right, so 
I'm Tara Devlin, in case you didn't know, whatever, who cares, in case you care. Um, this guy is going on saying that the election is is rigged. Of course, they just, they not do, they don't inform him. They don't say, sorry, sir. You see, because maybe some of the morons, we know the cult is a cult. So it's going to be hard to to break their fever. And they truly are a cult, like Jim Jones. You tell me if Twitler told them to drink this Kool-Aid and they were all going to meet the Hailbot Comet somewhere. I know I'm mixing cults, but you tell me that they there wouldn't be a large chunk of morons that would do it. Here, take this Trump network um, potion that will free you. And all you got to do before, you know, it only costs, it's the low price of signing over all of your worldly possessions to, to me, to the Trump Foundation. And we'll, because we know how to spread your, we'll, we'll use your wealth and put it to good use here on the planet. Don't you care about the planet? Don't you care? We're just trying to make Earth great again. So sign your your worldly possessions over to me and then take this elixir. You won't feel a thing and we'll meet you at the hell bop comet. You telling me, what do you think? How many do you think would take that potion? You know there'd be a large, large percentage of them. There's no doubt in my mind. This is a cult. If Twitler told them uh, that the sun rises, rose in the west and set in the east, they would believe it in spite of their lying eyes. And it's also conform- the conformity. You know, they, there's, um, you know, groupthink. All of this, the weak-minded are attracted to the carnival barker or the con man who promises to make sense of the scary complex world he puts it all in in place for them they and they get a sense of unity and belonging clearly right i mean this is what they get out of it they're part of something they're part of thinking they it's the it's the whole thing with the conspiracy theorists too the QAnon, they think they have, even though they are nothing but cogs in a wheel, and when they finally step off this mortal coil, no one will give a shit. They won't do, they haven't done a damn thing to enhance the, the human race or earth or their community or their towns. They're nothing but succubuses. They take and take and take. So when they leave, it's like, okay, who cares? They're not, they're not making an impact. In fact, Earth is better off because they're not uh, at, they're not, uh, the, there's one less antagonist on Earth. But this is, uh, it's truly a cult. Anyway, let's keep going here. Fraud, and obviously I think the Republican, our Republican governor is trying to hide stuff because, um, I mean, why else would you not? approve a signature audit, you know, and then there's been nothing. They waited a month later before he authorized it. I feel like there's corruption in our government. I really do. I have concerns about it, too. 
But you voted anyway. It didn't deter you from voting. No, because I still wanted to let my voice be heard and do my part. Okay. Why? 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 Well, I mean, I'm, I'm dumbfounded because it's like, do your job, corporate media. Why am I doing your job for you? I, I, you should be here saying, please become a patron. And you and I should be interviewing these people saying, wake up. Excuse me for yelling. Be like, hello, boo boo, boo boo. You're not, um, there's no deep state. There's no uh, election fraud. There's not, uh, the only thing that seems, I guess it's, it's easier to believe that somebody undermined you somehow, then you're disgusting that, that you are that disgusting that you galvanized millions of people to get out there and ensure that this this joke of a regime was put to an end legally and peacefully. But you notice you notice how um, they that they are a dangerous cult. So as soon as they start, uh, they're reaching the end of all of their um, legal means to overturn this. And you do know that the. Uh, Twitler stuffing the courts. He tr- he believes that the that the people he put into lifetime positions that they owe him, right? So why would what is this? Why are they saying no? A Trump appointee. This is what we always have to hear, and it's another thing that annoys the f out of me. How oh even a Trump appointee. That shouldn't even be um, a concern. A Trump appointee? This is how you know we're off the rails. Well, a Democratic governor said this, and a Republican appointee also agreed. What does it matter? It only matters when we're completely separated into factions. And this Republican Party is, you know, it's a faction. It's a dangerous faction. My question is how how much longer not only will we take it is what but what will we do once they're gone they will be gone if we give them respect if we honor them with all you know what with the traditions the trappings of the office like we got to look at that con man's orange effing grin Hanging in the presidential portrait, um, whatever the hell, you know, the portraits that they have. And the same thing with Melania, trophy wife number three. Her portrait, where she has a ring on that's worth more than people's homes. It's, it's a disgusting disgrace. This guy who lied to the American people about a pandemic where we are the laughing stock of the world and the COVID capa- capital of the world, who's, who the only thing he accomplished was funneling more money into his own pockets. <sighs> and the whole thing was a scam and still is a scam because the other thing is, since Twitler lost the election, 
again. I mean, the first time he lost and he got to be the president. This time he lost again. He received fewer votes again, and he, he's confused. But they have grifted more money out of the dupes than they did pre, the pre-election. So it's not about, it's not even about winning this election. It's about maintaining the scam of they were robbed. There's fraud. Something, something is amiss here. And which is, that is what is even more dangerous. And also why we can't, we can't play the game when it comes to the Republicans. We can't give them the honorifics of the office unless we're not kidding unless no excuse me unless we are kidding that oh it's he wasn't an autocrat trying to usurp a free and fair election and undermine democracy oh just kidding because why why would we honor somebody like that so we're gonna have to look at his his face in the portrait library no um, he, I guess he has the right to have a Trump library somewhere if it comes out of his own pocket. But all of that is, uh, we're honoring somebody who did nothing, who in fact did worse than nothing. He was a, he was a, an antagonist to our health, to the, to everything, to the wealth of the American people and the health of the American people, funneling more money into the arms of himself and his pals, killing people, ensuring that COVID was going to spread from sea to shining sea, but making sure that yeah, him and his pals got all the best treatment when they basically begged COVID to infect them. It's a joke, but I don't know. How much longer are we going to take it? They are a cult, and here we... Actually, I, f I saw this article. Let's see. Trump cult. Jonestown. Um, the woman, one of the people who she survived... Jonestown. She was, she's a representative. Here it is. I'll be right back. My name is Tara Devil. Unapologetic liberal talk. What's her name? Jackie Spear. California representative survived Jonestown says Trumpers have definitely drunk the Kool-Aid. Jackie Spear was a legislative counsel working for the California congressman. Uh, a California congressman, when she was left for dead on an airport runway in Guyana. She was investigating Jim Jones, a charismatic religious leader whose people's temple had come under scrutiny from parents alarmed at its hold over their youth, uh, over their youth and adult children. So, um, this is from the Daily Beast. Eleanor Clift wrote this article. Parents got some 300 children to consume the poison, behavior that four decades later can only be understood in the context of a cult. It took Speer multiple surgeries and years to recover. Today, at age 70, she is a seven-term member of Congress representing the Bay Area of California. 
So she was interviewed. Whether it's a religious or political group, some techniques are persuasive, she says. Create a sense of doom, as if, as in the suburbs will be overrun. Repeat falsehoods over and over and over to make them seem real, as in the election was rigged. Strip people of their independence. It's, for example, it took... 39 days for Senate leader Mitch McConnell to say that Joe Biden won the election. Speer didn't arrive at her conclusions lightly. Two years ago, on a book tour to promote her memoir uh, titled Undaunted, Surviving Jonestown, Summoning Courage and Fighting Back, she was stunned when people asked her to compare uh, Trump to what happened at Jonestown. I recoiled from the question. I wasn't prepared to think that this was a parallel. Now, four years into this nightmare of melodrama and manipulation, the parallels are clear. For Republican senators unwilling to acknowledge Biden won the election, it's about self-preservation in a party dominated by Trump. Angering Trump can bring retribution. It's not that different from the people's temple where adherents feared they would be ostracized from the community if they challenged Jones. And that, by the way, is another hallmark of all Trumps. I mean, Trumps, cults of all cults and Trumps because you're, and that's what the Trump cult gives the weak minded, low IQ, low effort thinkings in the Republican base. They get that sense of community that they are, being that they have inside information somehow that no they're not obscure know nothings and do nothings who will not who will never leave an impact on the planet and will never in fact do anything goddamn decent for the planet that's what trump gives them permission i mean well that's a whole thing with the republican party too because the Republicans give their adherents permission to not give a shit about anybody but themselves, to be the selfish, racist pricks that they are, to not do a goddamn thing to help their community or other people. That's what they call freedom. And unfortunately, it really, and that's what they think. They really do. They believe that it's they are they would they're less free if they have to pay taxes and those taxes are distributed fairly and equitably among all the all of about among all the people. It really does come down to that. They don't want to share the country with people who are different than them. They uh, that's it. It's the bottom line. That's the cult itself. But you have the 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 leaders the, uh, at the in the t- you know the billionaires, the big moneyed interests, the economic royalists who own the Republican Party. They have a whole other agenda, and the only agenda if for them is to make themselves entirely rich and powerful, and the Trump cult and everybody else. The normal people uh, have to strip them of the ability to do anything about it. That's what it comes down to. So they get them 
quite easily with the oldest trick in the book, the divide and conquer, and they, they especially along racial lines. It, uh, it's that's it. That's not that hard to decipher. You don't have to be a political scientist to figure it out, but there it is. It's staring us in the face. So let's, you know, let's be real about it. Um, They're not, especially, here's what's so annoying, too, about the corporate media when they play a clip like that, giving these idiots a platform. That's all they're doing. You know, people like me and you will watch that and say, oh, my God, these people are stupid. What are they talking about? Of course this wasn't rigged. What? A, uh, of course Trump is a con man and who lost the election and told us in 2016 that he would accept the results if he won. So he already gave away the game. But when they... So we when we see that, we're like, this is bullshit. But then you have a section of people, some of them normal people, who will look at that and hear, oh, the election was definitely stolen. It was rigged. Definitely, definitely. And they think, was this stolen? It was really stolen. Why? Well, it must have been stolen because why would they put that on TV? Why would they let somebody say that on a major network without challenging it? So I guess it must have been stolen, right? And this is illegitimate. Meanwhile, you know, here in reality, Twitler is, uh, he really is the domestic enemy that the founders warned us about. But let's go on a little bit more with this article. In the People's Temple Investigation, Spear researched aspects of mind control more colloquial, colloquially known as brainwashing, where the human mind can be controlled by certain psychological techniques, and the president, in a twisted way, was doing the same thing. Jones said he was creating a utopia for his followers, a community of mixed race and mixed ethnicities, and he was well-connected to the political elite in San Francisco. He helped elect George Moscone, the people's mayor, quote unquote, in 1975 and was rewarded with appointments to the Human Rights Commission and eventually to the Housing Commission. But his tactics, his strong arm tactics were coming under scrutiny. Senior citizens gave Jim Jones their social security checks. Followers turned over their assets to him, creating pressures on others to do the same. If you're a true believer, you will show your allegiance, your faith, by providing your worldly possessions to the family. The ability of Trump to raise over $200 million since losing the election for dubious legal costs should raise alarm bells. He's created a cult of personality, and hard as it is for me to say, he exudes the charisma and people want to follow him. When you see the Proud Boys on the streets knifing people and inciting violence, it's chilling. This is a political cult. The other was a religious cult. It is. He, he tells them what to think. He tells them what to do. They all they have a, a similar 
uh, uniform. What's with that? That's 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 the red MAGA hat, the update of the brown shirt. <clears throat> Harold Goldstein is a clinical psychologist who interests whose interest in cults began after the Jonestown massacre when he worked with the National Institutes of Mental Health to pull together luminaries in the field of, of uh, on the nature of cults. There are those that consider that they consider um, benign. He cites, for example, fans of Judy Garland or the Rocky Horror Picture Show and offers this definition of a cult. Of course, I'm in the Judy Garland cult. You can see that the key word is unassailable. The devotion is not altered by fact or evidence. Hello. For the cult leader, whether it's Jim Jones or Donald Trump, power depends on controlling information. Jones had people living together on an isolated environment. Jo Trump has shown that in the age of social media and uh, the so on social media platforms and right-wing media outlets, he can control their flow of information. The whole idea of fake news is that the only information that is true comes from the cult leader, says Goldstein. Alternative facts, the phrase first introduced by Kellyanne Conway, is a sophisticated way of saying, I adhere to whatever he says, and I explain away whatever doesn't fit. Something that conflates is dismissed out of hand. The evidence is irrelevant. It doesn't matter what evidence shows. All right, we'll be right back. I'm Tara Devlin. Oh, it's exhausting. God help us. So, we know this. We, they know it. The corporate media knows this is a cult, and the the adherents are being played by. There is nothing. There is not, no such thing as alternative facts. There's either facts or there's lies. So why why must we give um give these morons respect? Now I wanted to play one thing. You I don't know if you saw. Biden was on Colbert, Stephen Colbert's show, and this is what gave me. I hope I don't get a. I can't play that much of it because, you know, they will shut down my channel. So. Let's just play. Well, it gave me, this gave me chills because I was like, here we go again. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, a friend of yours, he has said things about you nicer than anything has anyone been said about me. I wish somebody would say the things about me that Lindsey Graham said about you. Do you think you guys can patch it up and work together? Lindsey's been a, uh, a personal disappointment because I was a personal friend of his. Um, and, uh, but look, I don't think, uh, I think that, uh, I think I can work with the Republican leadership. Are you kidding in me? In the House and the Senate. I think we can get things done. What? And, uh, and I think once this president is no longer in office. Are we kidding? I think you're going to see his impact on the body politic fade. And a lot of these Republicans are going to feel they have much more room to, uh, to run and cooperate. The, the first time... How many times do we have to go through this? 
I think once Trump is out of office, I'll have more room to work with the Republicans. They'll be able to work with me. He won't have so, so much of a hold. We've been here before. Remember when Obama uh, said that the fever would lift and it became an ironic and, you know, it just came a point, became a point of, uh, that was used to show how really uh, misguided Obama was. The fever would lift. Yes, Obama, okay, let's see. There's some fever at the time. The fever will lift. Will it? Has the fever lifted? I want to know. Or are we still suffering in the fever? We, I, I really think we passed the point of fever and we're, right, we're into brain damage right now. The fever will break. Here, in 2012, Obama says... President Obama told supporters that he expected the gridlock to end after the election when Republicans can stop worrying about voting him out of office. My expectation is that we can break this fever, that we can invest in clean energy and energy efficiency. How's that working out? Because that's not a partisan issue, really. Well... It didn't matter what was a partisan issue or not because you spit you, their very bills right back at them and they said no. That was the point, to make sure you didn't do a goddamn thing. You could get nothing accomplished. It's all about maintaining power, getting back into power so they could pull the ladders up behind them. That's what it's about. It's not about governing. You see what I mean? It's not about every day, day by day, governing, making the trains run on time, being good stewards of the government that the founders for the revolution to entrust to us. It's not about that at all. Promote the general welfare? You must be drunk. You must have a fever. Please, in this election, here's Obama. He says, the Republican Party, well, Ken, the Republican, I have a hard time saying Republican now, has moved in a fundamentally different direction. The center of gravity for their party has shifted. I believe that if we were successful in this election, when we're successful in this election, that the fever will break because there's a tradition in the Republican Party of a more common sense than that. Really? Uh, what tradition? I wish so they would be more specific. This is what drives me up a wall with corporate media, with, ev with all of these, whatever, with, with people who have a giant megaphone. Be specific, please. I'd like to hear some examples of the part Republican Party being more common sense. Does anybody have an example? They never have, but we we get that that propaganda drummed into our head. Well, the Republican Party has been more common sense. So people who don't know what the hell they're talking about, they hear that. Well, and then they'll repeat it. Yes. Well, I did hear that there were many days that the Republican Party was more common sense. 
No examples, though. My hope, my expectation is that after the election, now that it turns out that the goal of beating Obama doesn't quite match, doesn't make, excuse me, doesn't make sense because I'm not running again, that we can start getting some cooperation. How's that working out? Have we gotten any cooperation from them since 2012 or before or after anybody? Anybody? God. Still, Obama was careful not to take the contest for granted, saying it would be a very close race. This is going to be a close race, he says. I'm going to... It's going to be close because there's a lot of folks who are having a tough time. And ain't that the truth? Some things never change. It's going to be a close race. Why? Why is this shit close? Really? Why does Twitler get any, any votes? Why does, why do the right wingers get any votes? They're disgusting. Liars who are killing the American people. But you see, like they let the cat out of the bag during Trump, the, in the first, in the, the, the infancy stage of this nightmare of the Trump administration. Remember when that article came out and after um, the the GOP tax scam, they interviewed someone. Oh, yeah, no, this is what it was. It wasn't the GOP tax scam. It was when they closed down the, the government for like the third time because they don't give a shit. We're going to shut it down. Shut it down. Remember Trump? Shut it down. Shut it down. With such disdain, shut it down. Because government is nothing. You wipe your ass with it, right? You put It's like the sh- things on your shoes. Get it off me. Government, ugh. It gets in the way. You know, government might actually get up at one day and say, no, you can't make your employees work in these unsafe working conditions. Get those children out of the mines. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't make indentured servants over here and uh, you can't open company stores and, and, sh- and make your employees live in company dorms and only where they end up spending their paycheck in the company store. This is where we're going. Where we've been. It's not uh, anything new, so. But anyway, that's what they think. Let me see. Hold on. The Republican fever. Here's. Oh, yeah. What was I saying? So the. um, It was after. I'm sorry. I didn't finish that thought. Um, When she. What was it? It was when the government was shut down again. And. Then Trump, remember, he was like, I'll take full responsibility. Shut it down. Shut it down. Because he thought it was, he didn't, because he's confused. He's, he doesn't understand he, um, government. He doesn't understand humanity. So then they interviewed somebody who was, had a government job and she was out of work and wasn't getting paid. And she said to the reporter, He's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. Remember that? That's that's the truth. This is what they think. He's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. 
you know, I'm, I got white skin. I got lighter pigment. He needs to hurt people with darker pigment. And that's why when in the, in the first days of the pandemic, when he they were still lying and insider trading and all that shit, they were, they, uh, when it came out that people with darker pigment in communities, uh, African-American communities were getting effective more direly, they, that's when they were like, fuck it, liberate Michigan, liberate Virginia, who cares, let them die, that's your party of life, right, that's your Republican party of life, let them die, just like they've always said, let them die, but as long as the right people are dying, Guys, welcome back. I'm Tara Devlin. Hello. How's it how's it going in the chat room? Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds. Get me out of here, JD. Thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. Thank you, Deborah, for your super chat and your cute little emoji dancing. Thank you, Jim, again. And thank you, Garfield Blythe, who says hello, everybody. Oh, God. How's it going in the chat room? How are we doing? Good, good. So, of course, here, I got to stay on target here. Well, I don't know if you saw. You probably did. The whole thing that um, everything's a con. You know that Twitter is, I mean, well, the whole Republican Party is a con. So it makes sense that eventually they would have had, and they've had many con men as standard bearers because it's a con. So what am I saying? He's just, Twitler is just the most prolific, epic con man that ever lived. But they've, they've always been a party of con men and women. It's, look at Sarah Palin. They didn't scour the country looking for somebody that, that could do the job of vice president. They scoured the country and looked for somebody who could tick off certain boxes. Oh, okay. To balance out John McCain's the ticket, whatever. So they looked across from See the Shining Scene. They saw, oh, look at this. She's, she's fits the suit. It's like Johnny Bravo. It doesn't matter if she is incapable or if she's stupid or doesn't couldn't you know put two sentences together or doesn't have a grasp of history much less reality and is a self-serving mean waste of human dna of course she's a malignant narcissist and but they they put her one heartbeat away one old guy's heartbeat away from the presidency because it doesn't doesn't matter what she is, because it's just a scam. She's the, the spokesmodel for the scam, which is pretend patriotism. Let me wave the flag so you're, you're distracted while I take your, your American dream and funnel it into the economic royalist pockets. 
That's what it's about. And then I will make sure that you have no ability to do anything about it. And all the while, while you're slipping lower and lower on the ladder, now the middle class is below 50% of the population, we'll be putting out that propaganda to tell you your problem, these problems, you feel the stress of the economy that works for the 1% and not for you, not for anybody else, but you'll, we, we'll pump out that propaganda to ensure that your, your anger gets pointed at, peop- at other people that just happen to have darker pigment or different or live in different places or don't believe in your sky spook or whatever the hell. <sighs> it's a scam. Like, you don't change the scam. There's all kinds of scams. You know, they have names, right? There's the, you play, uh, what's the name? Different scams. Let's see, different. There's the shell game, of course. Of course, that's an easy one. The advanced free fraud. The dating and, well, there's dating and romance scams, online shopping, classified and auction scams, banking scams, job and employment scams. Right? I just got a, uh, what did I get? I got a, somebody called me on a voicemail. Where's my voicemail? To say that there was a warrant out for my arrest. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, here it is. Come on, play. It's probably too low. Call us back if there is a legal case been filed on your name. Kindly call us back so that we can discuss about your legal case and take care of this matter. If we don't hear from you, then there might be a warrant against you, and you might get arrested. <laughs> I might get arrested. Maybe not. But you might. But yeah, these are scams. A lot of people fall for those scams. You'd be surprised. I, I, I was surprised. I learned a good friend of mine fall. She fell for one of these scams that they called up and said that she owed money to the IRS. I couldn't believe that she fell for it. But all types of people fall for the scams. They and it's embarrassing. So as far as the Trump cult, what do you think they think? Are they ever going to wake up? They have all of the their friends and family in this bubble bouncing the bullshit off each other. And it's they don't want to admit that they're wrong. It must be very embarrassing to turn around and say, I wasted my life being a dupe of a con man. But I don't care. I'm here to tell you, have the courage to stand up and, and look yourself in the eye and change. I'm telling you, you are the dupe of a con man. You're not a patriot. You're not somebody who uh, is making America great. In fact, you're making America worse. So what, um, as, you know, as life, life is what life is. A fish has got to swim, birds got to fly, and the con man's got a grift. I thought Tyra Jr. was there, so that's why I looked. Um, Twitler, 
is not a rich man. We know that. He, maybe he's rich now from all the grifting in the presidency, in the so-called presidency. But he's, he's, he made his money making, creating fake inflated invoices on a fake corporation that him and his, and his waste, uh, I mean, his brother and his bitch sister that uh, they created together, all as a ruse to siphon money from daddy's business tax-free. And then they use those fake inflated invoices to funnel money into their own pockets. So it's, of course, um, like a bird has got to fly. These con men, they're not going to change their grift. So it just came out that Jared Kushner... Of course. Well, he's the he's like daddy. You know, she married her daddy, Ivanka. She definitely did. Or Ivan. What's her name? Yeah, Ivanka. Um, Jerry Kushner reportedly created a shell company to secretly pay Trump family members and spend half the campaign's cash. This is just like the scam that that Twitler did, that young Twitler and his siblings created to, to siphon money out of daddy's business a shell company that's what it is you exploit and you you know because you love america that much you love america so much that you want to figure out every way of not paying the dues your dues because that's what taxes are taxes are the admission price to civilization Twitler's minions, they don't like it. Nobody really likes paying taxes. Of course not. But we certainly want people to pay their fair share of taxes. You certainly want all of the benefits of living in a civilization, like sewers and roads and water that doesn't give you diarrhea. My name is Tara Devlin. Welcome back. And um, here's, remember Twitler? Oh, God. Wouldn't that be nice when we go into the future and maybe one day we'll be hanging out and we'll say, remember Twitler? But here, he's not a memory yet. I will release my tax returns against my lawyer's wishes when she releases her 33,000 emails that have been deleted. As soon as she releases them, I will release. I will release. I will release. My tax returns. You're going to release so you've ask a full yourself. release? Why won't he release his tax returns? And I think there may be a couple of reasons. First, maybe he's not as rich as he says he is. Bingo. Second, maybe he's not as charitable as he claims to Bingo, be. Bingo, baby. Third, she's on a roll. We don't know all of his business dealings, but he's a we have been told through investigative reporting that he owes about $650 million to Wall Street and foreign banks. Or maybe he doesn't want the American people, all of you watching tonight, to know that he's paid nothing yeah, in federal taxes because go. the only years that anybody's ever seen were a couple of years when he had to turn them over to state authorities when he was trying to get a casino license, and they showed he didn't pay any federal right. income tax. So that makes if me he's smart. paid you zero, you that, that means zero. That makes me smart. That makes me smart. But let's check in with the, the Twitler cult. See how they're feeling. That makes me smart. 
zero for troops, zero for vets, zero for schools That's or right. health. I and then the the clip where I got this clip from cut off. But Hillary Clinton is 100% correct. Zero for schools, for vets, for troops, for health. When you don't pay your taxes. That's why progressive taxation is an American value. And that's what FDR called it. He said it was the only American value. The only American patriotic way is progressive taxation. But that's so, of course, that's why Twitler and his ilk run as fast as they can from paying their fair share because they're parasites. And do you see how how clever and what, this is how important the real liberal media is. R? Is it is or R? You know what I mean that we have to reframe the whole argument that they have that the billionaires have they have re they have redefined the american dream into you you too can be a billionaire when the american dream was everybody has deserves a decent middle class life that's what the American dream was. You can, you, everyone from the lowest, so-called lowest worker to the CEO, everyone deserves a living wage. That's the American birthright. But they have so twisted and corrupted this country with propaganda through their propaganda networks that they've turned the American dream into really uh what the, the into elevating the very thing that's destroying the american dream and we have to reclaim it that's why we reclaim patriotism here cuz liberals are the patriots if you're new to the show let me explain the united states is a progressive initiative there's nothing more progressive than standing up to a king and saying, we don't need a king and an aristocracy. We're going to have a, a government that promotes the general welfare. That There's nothing more mind-blowing. After th- thousands of years of Western civilization, of intergenerational aristocracy, of people standing up and, and, and overthrowing a king. So we're the real patriots trying to bring the patriotic message of e pluribus unum and the general welfare, turn e pluribus unum into an action plan. We're trying to bring that everybody in, nobody out message uh, to fruition. And that's that's why the right-wingers, they wave the flag. That's all they got. Because they have no clue what it means to be patriotic. So they like clinging to the symbols of patriotism because they have zero clue about the substance. So we reclaim patriotism as, as we you know, promote the, a country, pr- promote the ideals of a country that works for all. This is nothing... 
outrageous. It's nothing radical. And in fact, what we talk about here are policies and initiatives that we've already seen in this country. It was policy that created the American middle class after, you know, the first Republican Great Depression. So policy, not only policy created the American middle class, policy destroyed the American middle class. And thank you, Wonderlust Bluebird. Thank you, Tara. You are the highlight of my week. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And your super chat and your incredibly kind words. If you're if you're on any of the channels, you could see that we have a Discord page. Join us on Discord in between shows if you like to keep in contact. Oh God. So According to Vanity Fair, let's see, uh, Best Levin writes, Donald Trump and his family have spent the last four years making the airtight case that they view the presidency as simply a means to enrich themselves and their associates. They probably don't particularly like the, rep the reputation, and yet... It hasn't stopped them from funneling taxpayer money into their private businesses, gouging the Secret Service and raising legal defense funds that the fine print says can go directly into their pockets. So all you suckers out there that was like, stop the steal, stop the steal. You morons, there's no steal. You know what the steal is happening? You better stop it. You have the ability to stop it right now. Don't. Give them any money, you stupids. How many Trump scams have to go belly up before you realize you're the mark? If you don't think that Trump is a con man, you are the mark. I'm here to tell you. I'm sure maybe other people in your life, your life, they've told you. You won't listen. You get whatever benefit you get from being in the Trump cult. It's a, it's all an illusion. How him of all, you know, that's the thing about that's also so baffling about living in the last days of the American Republic and watching re, these right wing freaks fall for the scam again and again and again. I can't, I really just can't believe it's him. They're falling for the scam of such a prolific scam artist that has a, an open and well-documented history of scams going back his entire life. It's amazing to me. And he says it right out in the open, what, that he's scamming and... He makes, um, er, he, he really does benefit from our, I think really the, um, our, um, want normal people's want not to have confrontation and also to take people at face value when he shows us, he shows us who he is. As Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, believe them. How many times does he have to show us who he is? He's a traitor. 
He's a con man. He's a dupe, an ignoramus, a moron, a racist. He's not a patriot. He hates this country. Oh, he jerked off into a flag. I see. He humps a flag on stage. Are you that stupid? Are you that easily played? It's amazing. So according to Business Insider, first son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who is a scumbag, okay? A big, long-ass, well, endless well of scum. Ivanka really did marry her daddy. That's how he, they make money. I told, uh, Just to briefly, for those who don't know, Kushner, there's a whole expose on Kushner's businesses. I mean, the whole family's a bunch of scums the you know the father sent he i don't know what's the story he the father was trying to blackmail some government official he went to jail but then the sister was going to turn state's evidence and that the father got a video of the sister's husband in bed with a prostitute and send it to the sister i mean they're scum my name is tara devlin i mean and that's that's the kushners they that's their family. This is what you do to your family. You send your sister a videotape of your sister's husband having sex with a prostitute so you can try to tamper with her evidence. That's what it was. He was trying to intimidate her. So he got sent up on another charge of jury tampering or whatever. Witness. No, it was witness tampering, not jury tampering. But you know what I mean. But that's the Kushner family. Kushner made his money by, uh, you know, he sucks too. They all suck. They they are born on third base thinking they hit a triple. Then Kushner goes around and bought. they bought up distressed Section 8 pol- um, properties. So properties that have a lot of Social Security recipients, fixed income, disability, people who are living on the on the margin living check to check one of the 80 percent of us living check to check and they bought up all these properties as so they're the management company now and then they stopped doing regular maintenance on these properties so it all goes into disrepair of course and then they send their army of lawyers out to nickel and dime the people who cannot fight back taking them to court, fining them, doing all kinds of things to people who are already struggling. That's your America, that's your uh, Jared Kushner, your patriot who who's been given all uh, a, a portfolio that I mean really, it's it's a joke. He's going to solve Middle East peace in the Middle East. He's going to solve the opioid crisis. I mean, they they can't even solve not being a scumbag. They can't solve looking like a human being. You don't even have to be one. Just pretend. They couldn't let it, they couldn't make it last. They couldn't go on with the human grift. But that's what Tra- Trump did too, you see. He did the same thing, attacking people who can't fight back. That's who they are. 
They're not a blue-collar billionaire. They're not a champion of the forgotten man and woman. You people are suckers. They are the bullies. They're the reason that we have forgotten men and women in this country. They are the reason. They want you forgotten. Because nobody remembers, you know, somebody who's nothing but a par- who, who who's nothing but a host for a parasite. That's what they want. The parasites just want to suck life from the host and discard you. So they don't want anybody to come looking for you. They go after people who can't fight back. Typical cowards, bullies, scums. You make me sick, Trump Anzies. Really, I'm getting mad thinking about it because they're so. This is the other thing. They're not patriots. Anybody um, who who allows a vampire, a rapacious parasite like a Kushner, to to suck the blood and the life out of people who can't fight back and they cheer that scumbag on and they give that scumbag more power because they like, for some reason, identifying with the scumbag. I, the people who they abuse don't count in their mind as, uh, uh, until it gets to you, right? Trump Anzies, because Trump Anzies only see the light when something affects them directly. Like when they get COVID and their last words are like, I didn't know. Please take it seriously. God, they're tedious. But you're not a patriot. If you think that, I mean, it is really the duty of real patriots to protect the the most vulnerable. Regardless, maybe they have darker pigment or not. Or lighter pigment. Or they're not native born. We're all in this together. But they don't seem to grasp that. Because of their, their moral decay. Makes them easy marks. So according to Business Insider, first son-in-law Jared Kushner personally approved the creation of the company, incorporated as America Made Media Consultants. It's always America this, America first, America number one, America to the stars, American dream, American blah, 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 blah. You, you scums. America. They use America like a pimp uses a streetwalker, right? Like a sex trafficker. That's who they do. That's, that's America to them. Get out there, bitch. Don't come back, bitch, until you bring me some money. <sighs> Jared Kushner personally approved the creation of the company, incorporated as American Made Media Consultants Corp. And American-made media consultants, LLC. You know, government, limited liability corporation. So they, you, they're protected from somebody maybe who has a little bit more means coming after them and saying, stop kicking down on those who can't fight back. But you can't because it's an LLC. That's government. They like government, you see, in as much as it serves them. That's why they love government. They love taxes. They love your taxes. 
they don't like paying their fair share, but they like when you pay because they could take that money and put it right in their own pocket. From there, Eric Trump's wife, oh wait, where is it? Uh, and he created this LLC in 2018. From there, Eric Trump's wife, Laura Trump, another bitch, was named the president of the company. Wow, she really earned her chops with Mike Pence's nephew, John Pence. It's all in the family. Grift, that's what it, like every crime family. You know, is he a friend of ours or a friend of yours? Serving as the vice president. If you're wondering why the Shell Company, described as Business Insider, described, wait, 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 as Business Insider as acting almost like a campaign within a campaign, why this was necessary, well, it's not entirely clear. Well, it's only necessary when you're a grifter and you got to make shells inside shells, inside LLCs, inside media consultant corpse or whatever because you're trying to cover your tracks when you go out there and say stop those steel stop those steel so when the suckers put their socialist security money into your pocket then you when you take that socialist security money and put it in your own pocket to pay for your private jets and your saunas and your family trips and your because we have the receipts on those too, they they can't catch you. Catch me if you can, suckers. Mm. Business Insider said, almost acting like a campaign within a campaign. Why this was necessary? Well, it's in, not entirely clear, but it sure sounds like the express purpose was the ability to shield financial and operational details from public scrutiny. That's that's the Trump business model, right? Isn't that their motto? Shielding financial and uh, operational details from public scrutiny? That's their, you know, doesn't companies, they like to have mottos. As it was allowed the campaign to avoid federally mandated disclosures concerning what it was spending considerable amounts of money on. Yes, because they, they did get a lot of suckers to give them their social security money and they spent it, but not on campaign stuff. They had to pull ads from different states because they couldn't afford it anymore because they were spending it on other shit, on personal shit that they're not supposed to do. But you can only do it if you're a crafty little grifter who knows how to get around the law and create shell companies. So you could take those suckers' money and do whatever the hell you want for it, with it. Campaign finance records show Trump's re-election effort and affiliated committee with the Republican National Committee spent more than $600 million. $600 million through this fake-ass LLC. I'll be right back. Actually, I won't be back. This is the end of the Progressive Voices show. We got the rest of the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. Come on, give the show a good review on iTunes. And remember, we 
we will win. Support the liberal media at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And I don't know. I'll keep coming back. Because we stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. All right, maybe I'm still here. I'll see you again. All right. Now, now that we're alone. That was the end of the Progressive Voices show. Damn, this show goes by so quickly. I have so much more to talk about. It's not even funny, but we're still, we still got it. We got some time together still. Still. What time is it, by the way? We got 35 minutes Okay. Let's see. For months, some of Trump's advisors and campaign staff told Insider that they had no idea how the shell company functioned, which cast an air of mystery around the operation. Some of those Trump, wait, some of those same advisors said they didn't learn about John Pence's and Lara Trump's involvement until Insider contacted them for the story. Campaign law experts have long accused the Trump team of using, of using a corporate pass. Wait, wait, excuse me. Corporate pass through to hide payments. The nonpartisan campaign legal center led by former FEC commission chairman Trevor Potter filed a civil complaint in July accusing Trump, accusing the Trump campaign of disguising about $170 million worth of campaign spending, in large part by laundering funds. That's who Twitler is. They've already been fined. The Trump organization, one of his tacky hotels, was fined for, our, for laundering money for the Russian mob. The guy's a traitor, guys. He's a traitor. That's why. We don't play hail to the chief when a traitor walks in the room. Disgusting. So, disguising about $170 million worth of campaign spending by laundering the funds through A, America Media, blah, 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 American, American Made Media, F you, America. America first, America made, America won, another, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> He said the Brendan Fisher, the campaign's legal center director of federal reform, said the payments to AMMC were a scheme to evade telling voters even the basics of where their money is really going and a shield to disguise the ultimate recipients of its spending, which were Trump, Kushner, Ivanka, Lara, uh, all of them, Eric, Don Jr., Scum Jr., John Pence, uh, all, uh, all in the family. All in the crime family. Within the larger campaign, some leaders told business insiders there were, they were in the dark regarding the arrangement. As for what Parscale's successor, Bill Stepien, knew of the situation, a Republican close to the White House suggested to business insider that Stepien may have purposely kept himself in the dark as to not anger Kushner. Oh my God, nothing was done without Jared's approval. 
What Stepien doesn't know is because Jared doesn't want him to know. Legally, it's unclear what the blowback on Kushner reportedly in line for a presidential pardon and other concerned parties could be. Of course, they're going to, he will pardon them. And he'll say, oh, the media, the Democrats, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. God. If anybody needs going, they needs jail time. It's these pricks. All of them. In order to get this country back, everybody, this is what I'm so afraid of. We're, oh, God. And thank you all for all your support. Be, and I hope it'll be enough eventually to keep the, keep the show going and keep the, get the word out before it's too goddamn late. But in order to get this country back and create a constitutionally limited democratic republic that promotes the general welfare that works for all, we there there's so much work we have to do and it includes holding holding these scumbags accountable. It includes not coddling the right wing the Trumpanzees. Every every news story that has a Trump anzee saying this election was stolen brings us further away from a functioning government. There's no reason on earth to give um, morons tra- who are duped by a traitor. So the corporate media seems to get to some degree. They seem to understand that Trump wants to uh, overturn the a legally elected president he wants he's undermining democracy he's got authoritarian tendencies quote unquote which he's not he doesn't have authoritarian tendencies he's a wannabe dictator they seem to get that so let's stop um treating him like He's a sincere patriot. I don't even know why give the the, uh, the cultists why give them a platform when they should be educating them. I don't know. It's it's crazy making watching the corporate media in one sense say this is alarming, this is dangerous, this is. And then sticking a camera in front of a bunch of Trump Z's and letting them amp- and amplifying their lies and their stupidity, giving the stupidity legitimacy. When are we going to do- take uh, take back this country from the stupids and not apologize for it? That's the other thing. This is why I call this unapologetic liberal talk because. We don't have to apologize for being right, correct. And there's the here, here, here's another thing. All right, let's just. There's so many things. That's why we need to well, become a patron. If you can become a patron, eventually we'll have a daily show at a set time, 
Otherwise, we won't, and we'll be done. I don't know. <sighs> so, Twitler, here's the thing. The Trump crime family keeps on drifting. Here's some common dreams. All right, fewer jobs, rising poverty, scathing. A scathing report finds Trump's economy... Wait, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Let me read this. I know how to read. Scathing report finds Trump economic legacy is one of the worst among all U.S. presidents by Jake Johnson. American businesses and workers are struggling to survive because Trump refused to listen to the advice of public health experts and economists about the best way to handle the coronavirus. And for that, a new scathing report by Democrats and the Congressional Joint Economic Committee argues that the outgoing president, um, let's see, has only himself to blame, released on Friday in response to the 2020 economic report of the president, the assessment of Trump's economic performance during the first four years in office runs directly counter to his rosy depiction frequently offered by the president himself, who seldom missed an opportunity to boast about the state of the stock market in the midst of a nationwide material suffering brought out by the coronavirus. American businesses and workers are struggling to survive because Trump refused to listen to advice from public health experts, says Representative Don Baker, the incoming JEC chair, the Joint Economic Committee. All right. So we understand here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, where this country is the laughing stock of uh, really of Earth. And we've failed, completely failed in, re- in the response to the coronavirus. That's why so many are sick and dead. And what do, uh, well, now they're in, you know, Twitler, he's, he's off golfing. He, he doesn't give a shit anymore. But they're trying to pass another relief package. We, it's not even the tip of the iceberg. We need, the American people need so much help. And these filthy fascist Republicans, all of the sudden, what, what, listen, what a surprise. Now they're going to cry about the deficit again. These scumbags who passed um, this, the GOP tax scam, that funneled how many how many two more billion was it four billion into the arms of people who will never spend it in a hundred lifetimes? These people who passed this this scummy another transfer of wealth to the top. They, they this is why I can't stand the Trump Anzies because they're you know they're suffering too from the Trump economy. But they're too stupid to stop repeating the propaganda. They they are living check to check. They think that's normal. It's not. Uh, you're not um 
it's not normal for a functioning economy for the majority of people to be living check to check. That's actually a sign of failure, that something is wrong. But billionaires saw their net worth increase by half a trillion dollars during the pandemic. That's a sign of a broken system. So now that they're trying to pass another relief package, which is too little too late for many of our fellow Americans, the Republicans are up there. Ron Johnson, in particular, is up there crying about the deficit again. Didn't we say that's what was going to happen? It's, it's the scam. When you're in office, Tom Hartman talks about it all the time, two, two Santa Claus theory that they come up with. It's all a scam because they're a con, they're a party of grifters. When they're in office, spend, spend, spend. And when you're out of office, you just cry about the spending as a means to cut people off at the knees. And you, guess what? You will find many willing co-conspirators on the on the Democratic side for this, like the Amy Klobuchar's of the world, the the Ted Man- and the Ted Mansions. Not, I was going to say Ted Luton. He's he's a good guy. What's that guy's name? Joe Manchin. But forty million Americans filed for unemployment and rising billionaires. While that happened, billionaires saw their net worth increase by half a trillion dollars. It's a pattern. Here's Ron Johnson. Let's see. You want to get sick? I'm sorry. If I had to watch this shit, so do you. I ain't watching this shit alone. Wait. Let's see. Are more targeted. One of the reasons we are currently $27.4 trillion in debt, which is about 128% of last year's GDP. You son of a bitch. If, if we do this bipartisan deal, another trillion dollars, we'll be $28.4 trillion in debt in the next three or four months. That's 132% of GDP. What? You son of a bitch. We were a little over $14 trillion. Our GDP was over $15 trillion. We're actually below 100% of GDP. Now, I know I'm using a lot of numbers right now, and I'm going to. Use I got one number right that's here. Part of the problem, and one of the reasons we are $27.4 trillion in debt is we only speak about need, we only talk in terms of compassion. We all have compassion. We you all bitch. Want to you don't have compassion. We just don't talk in numbers very often. You we don't freak. Analyze the data. We don't take a look at what we did in the past and see did it work? Yeah. The CCC, the WPA, it worked. What was wasted? Oh, you bitch. So so let me, I I didn't have enough time to do charts. It'd be a little bit easier. So let me go through some numbers. One in six Americans are now food insecure. One in six, you bitch. Unbelievable. He's, he's, all right. Ron Don, I, I can't, I can't. He's somebody who enriched himself he talk about a parasite this guy is a bloated tick sucking uh, on our body politic right sucking the the life 
right out of our veins. He voted for Trump's $1.5 trillion tax cut for the rich to funnel more money into the arms of the rich, who'll never spend it, but now he wants to cut our throats even more. He doesn't, he wants more people on the bread lines. He wants more unemployed, more people living check to check. 80% ain't enough. How about 99%? One third can't retire? That's one third too many. For Ron Johnson, how about just the 1% gets to retire? Food bank, schmood bank, millions online. I mean, millions online at a food bank. And Ron Johnson doesn't even blush. He doesn't take that as a sign that he's, he's wrong. He says that's just another day at the office for him. He's doing fine. He doesn't know what it's like to live check to check or to not know where your next meal is coming from in the richest country on earth where billionaires added billions more to their wealth and we're on target to make the world's first trillionaire six years from now. It is disgusting. And he calls himself a patriot, Ron Johnson. He's not a patriot. He is a parasite. Back in the first Gilded Age, here's, this is why media, liberal media is so important, real liberal media, because back in the first Gilded Age, at least the working class knew who their enemies were. They knew that they were in it together and that, well, not, I'm sure, uh, not taking racism into account, of course. But they knew that it was the rich, that the bosses, the, the big money, the economic royalists needed, that, that, that they, that the economic royalists were the parasites. But you see how the right-wing propaganda has really redefined. Not only have they redefined the American dream to be, you too could be a billionaire, and then you could be a parasite riding somebody to the bank. They've redefined parasite. You see? Oh, no, it's not the billionaire sucking earth dry and leaving behind an empty husk. For the rest of us to fight over, it's you and me. We're the parasites. Oh, we didn't get out of work. We didn't get out of bed today because we're sick. Well, too bad. We're, you got to go to work anyway. Otherwise, you're a taker or not a maker. If you get in your Uber and you drive, even though you're feeling those COVID symptoms, and you, but you can't afford to stay home because we don't have sick leave in this country like every other country so you go out and you ride drive your uber anyway if you stay home you choose to stay home you have 102 fever oh well it's okay um you're a you're a maker not a taker they have redefined it so these people who ride everybody they ride mother earth like she's a streetwalker, and uh, they call us takers for 
demanding a fair share of the wealth that our labor makes possible. We make the world go round, not Ron Johnson. Now, I would love to dig up some Ron Johnson clips, what he said about uh, how he, how passionate, I'm sure, he was about the GOP tax scam. According to Common Dreams, Jake Johnson, Republican senator who voted for Trump's $1.5 trillion tax cut for the rich blocks $1,200 stimulus checks. And that's also um, the $1,200 stimulus checks. It's, uh, it's another really too little too late. But another way that they divide us, right? It's only people below a certain amount get the $1,200. You got to be really below whatever it might be. But the, it's never everybody in, nobody out, like socialist security. That's why that's why FDR created socialist security to belong to everyone. Everybody in, nobody out. Because if it belongs to everybody, nobody can F with it. And he was correct. And that's what exactly what he said. So no damn politician can scrap it. It's a unifying and it's it's a unifying initiative. It's also the most successful government program in history. Never missed a check. Keeps millions out of poverty. Everyone depends on it. And appreciates it. But, you know, that's, uh, that's why they do it that way. They divide us. Not just along, I mean, they divide us along racial lines. They divide us in every way they possibly could. That's why when... I say all the time, we have to, this is how we fix the country. We promote policies that belong to everyone. Medicare for all, for one thing, is a healing, unifying initiative. We are in this together. Yes, we, we, we are each other's keepers. We don't leave anybody behind. We're in this together. It matters. Whether you have darker pigment, lighter pigment, nav- native-born Somewhere, or, or an immigrant. Yeah, right? And if, that's why we need it. It's also, Medicare for All also will start to heal our racial divide. And this is what we have to do when we approach Democratic senators and Congress members who deride Medicare for All as uh, uh, too pie in the sky, or, or that we're going to somehow offend people who, ha- who have theirs, we have to remind them and our fellow Americans that the only reason we, are, we don't have universal health care right now is because of racism. Anyway, so you want to hold on to the old racist ass, I got mine? Go right ahead. But we're going to call them out. 
So Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, who voted for Trump's deficit exploding tax cuts for the rich in 2017, blocked fellow Republican Josh Hawley's attempt on Friday to pass legislation that would provide $1,200 direct, $1, direct payments to U.S. adults and $500 to children amid, amid a devastating pandemic. And as far as the rest of the world is concerned, this is a joke. The rest of the world, um, you know, in Germany, they're giving their uh, citizens $5,000 a month. Let's see. What else? Uh, Where is this? I had a website that had, it was, it broke it down. Where on earth is it? Offering direct payments. Here it is from Business Insider, the socialist rag Business Insider. Let's see. 14 countries that are paying their workers during the quarantine and how they compare to America's $1,200. Germany is offering aid to small employers and freelancers, and freelancers in Berlin can get over $5,000 a month in assistance. All 16 states in Germany are offering payments to smaller businesses and self-employed citizens. The aid comes from a combination of state funds and federal support from the country's coronavirus package. In Berlin, this group accounts for almost a quarter of all businesses. The process for receiving aid has reportedly been noteworthy, noteworthy for its efficiency. Freelancers can receive grants of $5,422 a month. We are pretty amazed, says Lauren Botstead, a freelance photographer. I went, it went surprisingly fast and was all refreshingly well organized. In the Netherlands, the government will pay up to 90% of workers' salaries. Companies that expect to lose at least 20% of their revenue can apply for funding. The government will then cover wages for the next three months. Companies are only eligible for funding if they don't lay workers off during the pandemic at the time the government provides the aid. It makes sense, right? We push our people onto unemployment and then we vilify them while the businesses close pretty stupid way but it works for the one percent they're making buku bucks baby everything's at bargain basis basement prices now especially your labor oh yeah you're not gonna be uppity all about that 15 dollar minimum wage which is really should be 30 in here, uh, Denmark will pay 75% to 90% of workers' salaries on behalf of employers, as long as the workers aren't laid off. In mid-March, the Danish government announced it would give private companies 75% of their workers' salaries, and companies could only receive that money if they did not fire workers. Doesn't that make a lot of effing sense? The government will also cover sick leave and give businesses money for fixed expenses like rent. So you don't have, um, like here in, the, in New York, 60% of businesses that closed are going to close permanently. 
<sighs> God in heaven, help me. UK, and we've spoke about this on the show, pays 80% of workers' wages. The plan covers around 3000 a month. Companies could use it retroactively to rehire workers who were laid off. In addition, the government has given free cash grants to small businesses. France is offering workers up to $1,600. Around 600,000 French citizens can receive the money if lockdowns are stopped, stop them from working or reduce businesses by 70%. The country is spending $50 billion to pay businesses to keep workers employed. There is a very different strategy in Europe than in the United States about how to manage this recession, says Patrick Artis, chief economist of the Paris-based Naxis, Naxis Bank. The idea is to have no layoffs or company closures so that when the coronavirus is finally over and under control, the economy can start right back up. Well, don't that make dumb, 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 dumb sense? But how can grifters grift then if the people are, aren't starving and on bread lines? How can uh, businesses make uh, bargain basement prices, get bargain basis pri prices for all the businesses that have closed? God. In Brussels, self-employed workers are eligible for replacement income. <sighs> different regions of Belgium offer different payments. Brussels will compensate those who are self-employed or have stopped working and had work disrupted at around um, $1,400 a month. Different regions are offering different funding. Unreal. But the United States sends many Americans $1,200 to last the past six fucking months and more. But not everybody got that. It, not everybody. Oh, no, 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 no. You wouldn't do that because that might unify the country. You might start looking at each other as fellow Americans and not... Oh, you're uh, a little bit higher on the ladder or kick down. Oh, you got everything. You got the $1,200 and you got Medicaid and you got all kinds of assistance. Well, um, that means, you know, you're a taker. You're riding me, somebody a little higher on the ladder to the bank. So let me resent somebody lower on the ladder than point it where it belongs at the top. That's how they do it. It's a scam. I get mad because so many fall for it. In Hong Kong, the government will pay 50% of workers' salaries. In Japan, every citizen will receive $930 a month. Malaysia is offering direct handouts to workers. Bus, taxi drivers, tour guides, immigrant workers... And medical workers will receive money. The government will subsidize wages for workers earning around 915 a month. Ireland introduced weekly emergency payments for self-employed and those who had lost their job. Payments were 
220 a week, over 58,000 people claimed them just three days after the announcement. Australia will give low-income earners $750 a month in cash payment. I mean, this is all, every no matter what, every country is giving, is ensuring that they don't look like this, like this country. That's why you don't see bread lines. We only have bread lines here in the United States of serfs and lords. But Ron Johnson, he cited the deficits of blockade after enriching himself with tax cuts, according to Jacobin, David Sirota and Andrew Perez wrote. Republican Senator Ron Johnson moved to block emergency survival checks to millions of Americans, citing the federal deficit. Johnson's move not only follows his vote for a massive $500 billion corporate slush fund, it also follows his successful effort to enrich himself with giant tax cuts that expanded the deficit. What a surprise. Johnson, who is worth an estimated $39 million, led the fight in 2017 to create special tax breaks for so-called pass-through businesses or real estate shell companies. Johnson was one of several Republican senators who backed the last-minute provision inserted in the bill and who listed income... Wait, wait for it, wait for it. Who listed income from pass-through entities on his federal financial disclosure forms. So isn't that great? You write the bills that you benefit from, and then you get up in front of America and everybody who'll listen, and you give your, you cry your crocodile tears about the deficit that you funneled into your own pocket while the American people are on bread lines. Honestly, I don't, I don't get it. This is really the recipe for a revolution. That's why I ask, how much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? Are we going to, really, how much longer? How much longer? I got to write it. I got to make a shirt that says that. How much longer are we going to take it? That's a good idea, actually. I'm going to put that at the RDT Daily merchandising store. How much longer? How much longer? It's really, it's like the French had a remedy called the National Razor. How much longer are we going to take it? We're trying elections. How much longer? He doesn't, you know, Ron Johnson doesn't have to worry about living check to check. And if he ever gets sick, he can take a sick day. He has all the money in the world, all the best benefits in the world. 39 million. Don't worry. You could shut down the whole country for a year. He won't have to go to a bread line. Johnson's fine. These people are heartless scumbags, heartless, greedy scums parasites of the truest order. They don't promote the general welfare. They promote themselves. Welfare for the 1%. Johnson stood up 
to personally reap $205,000 from the tax cut provision he championed. What a surprise. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. How much longer are we going to take it? Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And uh, remember, we're going to win. We stick together. We win because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of humanity, decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win. So give the show a good review. Tell your friends because we got to get the word out. We're the Patriots. Patriots don't leave anybody behind. That's for sure. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you very soon. All right. God, thank you, Patricia, for your super chat. Comet says, thank you, Tara. Love you much. Love you right back. The Tower Buster community sent Patricia some a uh, a care package from uh, some some kitty care package to help her her new cat who she some some waste of human DNA dumped on the street in front of her feet. So Patricia took little Comet in, and uh, I used some of our super chat money to send. Uh, Patricia, a nice scratcher so Comet could scratch instead of scratching the furniture and some toys for for little Comet and some uh, collars with a bell so she doesn't step on Comet because he's all black like Ray and I put a bell on Ray too and that helps because he's sometimes I I feel bad because I kick him by accident and he's I can't see him so I put a bell on him, so now I hear him. All right, and you posted a picture. Great, I'm going to go check it out in the Discord page, and you should too. So become um, a, not only become a patron, I just say become a patron. I, I think I wake up screaming, become a patron, you know, really. So go on our Discord page. The link is in the description of the show. You can go find um, our Discord page. Join our Discord community, see some pictures, Pictures of Comet, pictures of Kaya, pictures of all our pets, Tara Jr. Jr., Francis Jr. Jr., Ray, everybody, everybody. And Banterboard, thank you for your super chat. So thank you, Jim and JD and Haiku and Deborah and Jim again, Garfield and Wonderlust Bluebird, cool name. Thank you, Patricia. And thank you, Banter Board. Hopefully, I will see you soon on Monday. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens in the meantime. I don't know. Remember, it's true. We do. We will We will win. We will. That's why they have to work so hard. But we do need to get the word out. They have to work so hard with their propaganda machines. But we have each other. So you're one of the things if you are a fan of the show or like the show or get anything out of the show, I do ask a lot. 
besides becoming a patron, give the show a good review, tell your friends about the show. We really need the show to grow so we can eventually have a daily show at a set time. And then we will help push this country where it needs to go, including pushing corporate Dems where they need to go. It's all related. Without the liberal media, it's done. We don't have a leg to stand on. We're not going to win without the message. So this really is the most important thing. Besides, uh, of course, getting uh, voting, knocking on doors, all of that is important. But we will never get uh, um, get people to vote and get the right candidates in there without media. You understand? You get it. I know. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> I'm joking now, so that's my cue. Thank you, my friends. And we will win. So hopefully we'll see. I will try to do a show on Monday. In the meantime, remember, we stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you very soon.